With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Podcasts. This is Reception Perception, the show. Now, James Cole and Matt Harmon. Okay, so we'll flip it to the other side, though. Biggest disappointment of the year thus far, again, as we are at the halfway mark. Uh, man, it probably has to be Chris Olave. Um, I don't think that he's been bad by any means. You know, like, I think some of it has been bad situation. Obviously, mm-hmm. like, that Saints offense is weirdly obsessed with like bit players, you know, beyond even just like Taysom Hill, right. They have Lynn Bowden who only ever blocks and never really gets targets. And even to the point that like <clears throat> the Colts defense was like calling him out. I mean, the, exactly. the, Colts got beat. the Colts got beat by the way, but you know, yeah. they did, they were pointing this out uh, and he's been a good blocker for them and he's opened up some plays uh, with That's his funny. routes. But still, I think like, I think I'm just, I feel like there's been obvious meat left on the bone with Chris Olave this year. And some of it is his fault. He has to wear the blame for some of it, but other parts mm-hmm. of it is just the Derek Carr of it all, the saints offenses of it all. But I think he's it, played like a top 20 NFL receiver, but like, I yeah. know he could be a top 10 receiver. It's, it's interesting to me because um, it was one of my major concerns. And this was again, just kind of marrying these powerful tools that we have at our disposal uh, between your charting and Derek Klassen's charting. But uh, where Chris Olave made himself special last year was deep down the field. Right. And, uh, and again, when you look at the, 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 the nine post and corner route um, and just how good and how effective he was on those routes, um, that's why you were like, yeah, Olave's the truth, man. Like this guy can absolutely make that leap. Unfortunately, when you looked at the charting profile for Derek Carr, he, where he was the weakest was probably on those routes, on yeah. those deeper routes. Right. Um, and I think we were quick to kind of push that, like, you know, kind of sweep it under the rug. But I did, br- I remember I brought that up on a show once, but I was with you hundred percent. I'm like, yo, Chris Olave is the truth, man. Like, I love this kid. I think he can really make the leap, but I don't think we put enough credence into that mismatch, um, of those, uh, of the route chart and, and the quarterback charting, you know what I'm saying? And I think that has been where a lot of that friction comes between quarterback and wide receiver. And you know, the way that Derek Carr just like, like we talk about Chris Olave, like quitting on routes and stuff like that. Well, Derek Carr, like getting before, like ch- getting to the back of his, getting to the top of his drop back and checking down immediately, <laughs> like immediately. That, that is the same thing as quitting on your routes. That's quitting on the play. It's like those wide receivers haven't even broken on their routes yet. Right. There's no chance like that. That's just going to piss those guys off because there's no chance that they're ever going to get the ball. And so right. it kind of like is a, 
it feeds into itself, right? Where the negativity of that feeds into the negativity of then like, all right, Chris Olave, is he dogging it sometimes out there in the field? I mean, definitely he's out there dogging it on the field sometimes, which then pisses off the quarterback even more. And it just right. becomes all this negative stuff. So hopefully all that stuff can get sorted out. Um, you know, but I mean, Derek Carr like is who he is at this point. Like we're going right. to kind of continue to live through that. I mean, that's the thing when you have a guy that is a, you know, um, downfield merchant, right? Like you got to get a quarterback that's willing to get hit, you know, and I know it's easy for us to sit here behind a computer screen with microphones in our faces and say, sure. yo, you got to stay in there and take a hit. I'm just saying, though, I mean, again, when you've got a guy who can win downfield, unfortunately, that is what comes with the territory. Is it not like you have yeah. to find a quarterback that is willing to stay in the pocket and absorb hits every now and again? Derek Carr has ever since he broke his leg has never been that guy. So it, it was an interesting, I think it was an interesting thought experiment from New Orleans. Uh, and I think we wanted more. We were kind of hoping for more. But at the end of the day, Derek Carr is who he is. Also, um, you know, and I think this comes back to the coaching part of it too. Chris Olave gets fewer layups, I think, than almost any receiver in the NFL. You're right. But certainly totally right. any number one receiver in the NFL. Like yeah. it really drives me crazy yeah. so far in the games I've sampled this year for reception perception. He's run a slant on just 9% of his sampled routes last year. It was 7.9% lowest among all the players I charted in 2022. No one else ran a slant on fewer than 10% of their routes in 2022. So far this year, only two other guys are south of 10%. Um, Jahan Dotson uh, and, and Zay Flowers. Of course, Jahan Dotson not getting a lot of layups either. Um, so, yeah, man, it's like that's a that's that insane. is a I'm actually like now that we're talking about it, I'm going to look up the historical data too. like how how often has there any been any receiver um, that's that's come under 10 percent uh, of, of their routes being slant? I mean, it has to be like nobody. Right. Um, it, it's just insane. Like. You think of the term like number one receiver, like I'm getting the ball in this guy's hands, you know, mm -hmm. no matter what, I'm going to make it easy. Um, and they the Saints just don't do that. Yeah. So there's been one, two, three, four, five, six, seven guys in reception perception history that have had a slant <laughs> route lower than 10%. One wow. is Will Fuller. Oh, my God. One is Kenny Stills, ironically, wow. Saints. Okay. Two yeah. are John. Let's two separate John Brown seasons, both in there in his first two seasons in the NFL. One is the great Justin Hunter. Mm. Oh boy. And the other is Mike Evans' rookie season, which Mike okay. Evans was like a pure shot player in his rookie season. Yeah. Like hopefully that's the that's the example here. Cause like Chris Olave is not Will Fuller. Chris Olave, I love John Brown, and, and I think John Brown was underrated as a true full field separator, a true full field route runner. But like, he's not John Brown like in the Cardinals offense when he was running right. those like deep, deep, deep routes all the time. Like, I get it. You want this guy to um to to make big plays because he's a great downfield route runner, but that's not all he is. Like that would be crazy. So in, in 2014, Mike Evans, 8% slant route rate in his rookie season. In 2015, it jumps to 23.9%. Chris Olave is not pacing for 23.9% of his <laughs> routes being a slant. He's pacing the other direction when it's just still more deep stuff. So that has been another really frustrating thing with Chris Olave. It's like the lack of layups. And you know he feels it too. Like you know he feels it too that like, yeah, he's getting all these targets. He's getting all these air yards. 
how many of those air yards are prayer yards with Derek Carr? A lot. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I just, I'm confused. You know, it's again, when he's the clear cut, by the way, there's nobody else on this team where you're like, I got to get him the football, right? Like yeah. he's the clear cut They have good guy. players. They have good players. good players. Like, yeah, sure. Mike we love Thomas Shahid. Is this, Rashid Shahid is awesome. Love Rashid yeah. Shahid. Totally. Uh, Mike Thomas is good. Still a pretty good player, like possession receiver. Yeah, totally. Like, we don't, we don't need to have it be like, 15 prairie yard targets to Chris Olave and 10 check downs to Alvin Kamara again. I just don't like, and again, but by the way, I'm not opposed to, to getting Alvin Kamara, the football out of the backfield. I think that's smart. Uh, I think it's a team. I, I think the saints certainly abandoned that last year to the detriment of their own team. Um, uh, but again, this is a, a massive overcorrection, mm-hmm. right? Um, I, and I, I just don't understand it. You know, when you have a guy who is the clear cut number one, why, why are we doing this? Why, why are we not generating looks for this guy? Why are we not generating plays like force feeding him the football? Like every other team does with their clear cut number one. Every team does this to your point. I, I don't, I, I don't understand. I really don't understand uh, what the team thought is here uh, on the usage of Chris Olave, but. I don't know, whatever. Here we are, and this is why uh, the Saints are not that great. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. 